Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Today is a really fun episode. I have a guest on and her name is Lindsay Lekraj and we are going to be talking about epigenetics. So I find in my own biohacking experience, and you've probably noticed yourself this yourself, there are so many things to try. There are so many things to learn about that there are not enough hours in a day to keep up with all the cool stuff I want to learn about and then share with you guys. So what I've actually decided to do is bring on the experts to give you their exact strategies and all of the information that they specialize in so that you get the absolute best of the best. So today's episode is with Lindsay Lekraj. She is a certified epigenetics human potential coach and double certified holistic nutritionist. That is amazing. She studied and has been certified in a variety of modalities and holistic healing, including emotion code, kundalini yoga, NLP, and EFT, and loves how epigenetic brings them together with clinical data to positively impact your personal wellness performance down to a cellular level. I learned so much from Lindsay in this episode about specifically how reading your own genes or having an expert help you read your genes can give you the ultimate blueprint to figure out exactly what you need to be doing with your health to make it super effective because we know with our genetic code every single one of us is different so by being able to read and take action on the genetic tests that you can have done we can decode your unique health blueprint and start seeing amazing results with your biohacking effort i am excited to introduce you to lindsay let's jump into the episode Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I am so glad you're here. How's your day going? It's going great. We're moving and shaking. And um, as we were just chatting a little bit, I'm in the process of a big move. So taking it all in stride and (laughs) trying to have a little fun along the way. But I'm excited to be here and chat. Yeah, definitely. We were chatting that we are both moving right now and all of the fun stuff that goes into packing up your whole house in a bunch of boxes and moving. Definitely. So I would love for you to tell us a bit about who you are and how you help people. Cause I know that you have a niche and a specialty that is super unique. And I remember as soon as I came across you, I was like, this is neat. This is an entire area of biohacking that is so important. And I don't think most people even know it exists. So tell us. You know, it is probably the nerdiest thing that I could have ever imagined myself or my life involving, but basically I am an epigenetics coach, which means that I read genes for a living and I actually can teach you how to optimize your your body on many different fronts, basically optimize your life in a really streamlined way based on your genotypes and and based on essentially your wiring um, of the physiological body. So it is literally the most specific 
test and the most dense test that you could ever imagine. Um, all you have to do is swab your cheek. That's usually the number one question that I get is like, do you have to draw blood for this? Or <laughs> what exactly is involved? Do you need my shoe size firstborn? What's the deal? No, it's literally the craziest technology. So you just swab your cheek and I work with a private lab. So we actually use the largest array that's on the market. So it's a lot more dense for reference. A lot of people have done like maybe a 23andMe or an Ancestry or something like that. It's a completely different ball game. Um, this is basically created for clinical coaching. And so most of the people who do what I do are honestly like a lot more credentialed than myself, but <laughs> um, it's, it's really, really effective at helping someone to understand a lot of like root cause things, um, really understanding a lot of their foundational functioning and how to optimize it at a cellular level. That is so fun. How did you get into that? Like, where did this all start where you found this was a thing and loved it enough to go into it with your career? Yeah, it is. A, it's kind of a crazy story. If you don't mind, I, I'll tell you the long version or maybe not the long version. I'll, I'll give you the medium version. It was very much like a, a kismet situation. I say it was a friend of a friend of a friend. I kid you not. Uh, so I was in my best friend's wedding a couple of years back. So I guess it's almost... Um, a little over three years ago. And prior to that, so I'll, I'll give you the, the background story. I had been through two different holistic nutrition trainings. Um, I had honestly been on a really wicked health journey myself, as many of us in the wellness industry start out, we, we start by trying to become our own healers because we're, we get frustrated with things that aren't really panning out as in the way of answers <laughs> quite often. So I was studying nutrition for many years prior and I felt like it was the most confusing thing in the world. So I had actually shifted to do more like mindset coaching. So I was doing NLP and life coaching and things like that um, with a little tiny touch of wellness mixed in. And I went to go and be in my friend's wedding and one of the other bridesmaids in the wedding who frankly, she was not everyone's cup of tea, I guess I could say. <laughs> um, actually, I should probably not say that because there is a slim chance that she might hear this someday. <laughs> so, <Just we> can... <laughs> so maybe we'll take that part out. So there was actually another bridesmaid who, you know, just over the couple of days that we were literally um, in the same space, we got to know each other just slightly. And about a week after the wedding, I got a call and she said, Hey, I don't know exactly what you do, but I, I think that you might be into this thing. And I was actually, I almost like dismissed the, the opportunity because I thought they were actually like trying to, to hire me as a coach or like, I don't know, it sounded kind of odd. And um, she had a friend who actually worked for the company of Puron Genomics and they're an incredible international leader in the space of epigenetics. And it turns out that as soon as I got on the phone with the friend of a friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing, <laughs> uh, that immediately, as soon as I heard what it actually was, that it wasn't some kind of like multi-level marketing or something like that, um, it was an immediate yes. It was an immediate yes, because I was already, I like to say I was a baby biohacker. Um, so I had really started experimenting with my own health um, through the world of nutrition, um, a little bit of like very surface level biohacking. I was traveling a lot. So I was really interested in any kind of like immune boosting things and energy boosting things. Um, and as soon as I understood that this is something that you can actually 
you know, put clinical tests behind, it was a full body yes. So I jumped in immediately and have never looked back. Um, and it's honestly given me just a, a completely different perspective on so many things wellness wise, um, mm -hmm. namely when it comes to nutrition, I could probably unpack just the nutrition section all day, but basically literally everything that you hear about what you should do or what you shouldn't do, what's great for you, what's not great for you. It all depends on the genes. And it's something that is like the ultimate myth buster. And so it's quite fun to actually go through the coaching process with people who like myself have spent pretty much a lifetime dieting or struggling with um, knowing how to really fuel themselves the most efficiently and things like that. It's really, really cool to be able to see it literally spelled out this is what your body does really well with and these are things that are a little bit more stressful for this particular individual it is so crystal clear and it's just honestly it's it's quite shocking that you have access to this much information and i think it's something that is very much the way of the future i think we're going to start to see more and more and more we're already really starting to see a huge influx of companies that are doing you know supplements and take a take a dna test or send me your 23 and me and we'll do the supplements for you and things like that um i have a, a lot of reservations about some of those companies, which we'll maybe come back to. <laughs> uh, a lot of things are automated and that automation doesn't really work in the world of epigenetics. It's really something that needs a human touch and a, a human consultation. Um, but that's, you know, maybe that's another um, box to open, <laughs> I guess. So that's so fun. So I know that you say genetics. So what is the difference between genetics and epigenetics? That is a perfect question. Oh my gosh. Okay. So genetics is very much more of your like 23andMe ancestry, just to name a couple of examples. Also, a lot of people in a clinical setting will screen for maybe one or two risk variant genes. So, you know, I would say some of the most common ones that people may have heard of before would be like the breast cancer genes. We've all heard of some of the celebrities who have, you know, tested positive for these specific risk genes and then taken, you know, action based on those variables. Another one that is really popular is, or well, I don't know if popular is the word, very common is the MTHFR gene and or genes um, that indicate methylation status. This is also where a lot of people kind of zoom in a little bit too closely, I would say. So I will say this, if you're really looking at genes under such a microscope that you're looking at one or two isolated genes, you're really gonna be missing the mark because your body is so complex. These are, it really needs to be a systems approach. And what I mean by that is there are, for example, so many other genes just in the methylation cycle that impact your body's performance. So it's not just about one or two genes, like some are more high impact than others, but with the world of epigenetics, it's very much more of like a full body blueprint. And also understanding that your genes are not set in stone. So just because you may be a carrier of certain, maybe like less, less preferable genes, you could say, does not mean that that is your fate. 
Okay. So genes or genetics is really like, this is what your wiring is. Epigenetics is here's what to do with it. Or as I like to say, genetics are kind of like the cards that you've been dealt and epigenetics are really like your best hand to play because there's always more to the story than what's in the genes. So I think that's really important because I, I see a lot of people that are dismissive about genetics testing and, and thinking that it's maybe not the potential that it really is because they may not understand that you don't just read the genes and it's not a prognosis thing, right? So, I mean, of course, I'm not a, a licensed medical doctor. I don't diagnose anything, but I can actually teach you how to play your best hand based on the genes that you have. And so essentially the genes do kind of indicate the way that your body responds to so many different stimuli. So your genes will indicate how your body responds to certain types of fats, for example, so this is where we see things like APOE status that has tons, like years and years and years of clinical research that has direct line correlation with things like Alzheimer's and heart disease. And, um, you know, it's just a pretty much given that certain genotypes that have APOE4 status, they don't need to do a lot of saturated fat in the diet because those are things that are going to build up over the course of a lifetime. Right now, at the same time, someone who has an APOE4 status doesn't have to be fearful of those things happening. It doesn't mean that having that gene does not indicate that they're going to have Alzheimer's. Absolutely not. It just means, hey, these are some things that don't work for your body. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I love the the card analogy that you gave. Like that made it so clear. So if I'm say an entrepreneur and I'm you know my energy is, you know, it's all over the place. I'm waking up tired. I have brain fog and I just really want to be able to stay focused and everything like that. How does epigenetics tie into that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much to unpack here. It's, this is literally why I do what I do. So actually at the point when I really made the switch back to go into more of like the health focused coaching, I was actually doing like business coaching for creative entrepreneurs. And what I was finding is that literally 100% of the time, people would have these really incredible strategies and all of the best intentions in the world. And they literally did not have the physical capacity to do it, especially if they were in the early stages of their business, if they were juggling, you know, like a full-time job and trying to start something new, or even if they were really in the early couple of stages, or if they had seen a lot of rapid growth, because these are things that can be really taxing on the body. Uh, so when it comes to things like energy levels, when it comes to things like cognition and, and clarity, things of that nature can come from a lot of different sources. So essentially when you have a full panel, you have like a full body blueprint, you can actually see really any sources of stress on the body. So that could be from something that's like a food mismatch. So maybe your body is not digesting, you know, whatever the thing is in a proper way. And that's causing you to feel quite sluggish. A lot of times digestion is the root of so many different things when it comes to cognition. Uh, but on the other note, sometimes it's not so much about the input, but about the output. So, you know, many people actually need help with detox pathways. Uh, maybe there's a nutrient deficiency or something like that, which is super duper common. So we actually can see if your specific body, for example, needs a specific type of B12, you know, and, and where certain types of B12 can cause anxiety or irritation for certain genotypes, it's really, really dialed in. And there are probably 
you know, hundreds of different opportunities, I would say, when I'm looking at an individual's um, blueprint to see, okay, what are the sources that could be causing things like low energy? What are the things that they actually need? It's basically like putting together a puzzle, right? Um, sometimes we see people that are maybe exercising in a different way than their body prefers. So maybe they're doing a ton of cardio and that's something that is not the best fit for their body. Maybe their body responds a lot better to say a little strength training instead. Um, so a lot of times it's not about doing more, it's actually about like working smarter, not harder, and just really understanding, okay, these are the things that are going to unlock for me a different level of potential in my day so that my average day becomes more doable. I feel like I have more capacity in 24 hours. Uh, maybe it's a sleep thing. You know, we can actually do a lot of biohacking when it comes to sleep. And you can see really, based on the genes, you can see what's the bigger priority or what's going to give you the payoff. So I like like to look for like the low hanging fruit, so to speak, you know, like what are the, the really simple wins that someone can add to their day or their week? Uh, or maybe it's just a, a slight tweak on the diet or something like that. Um, usually there are a lot of different things to work with, just depending on where someone's at as far as their, their maintenance or their, their weekly wellness plan, I like to say, and really how much they're willing to do. So it doesn't have to be something that's super advanced. In fact, I honestly feel like most people are doing more things than their body really needs because if you're anything like myself, I'm a sucker for marketing and <laughs> I like to buy all the gadgets and I like to buy all the supplements and herbs and all the things. And really those things are, are fun and sometimes they're effective and sometimes they're icing on the cake, you know? Yeah. Oh my, this just sounds like the most personalized way to be healthy is literally looking at how your genes. So I know that you have a background in nutrition. How is it mostly nutrition that you use to help, you know, I don't know, I guess, create the most optimal environment for your health based on your genetics, or do you use other things as well? You know, I like to do a full spectrum picture because honestly, just focusing on nutrition can feel really stressful to some people because they, they often will feel like, and I've been there myself, sometimes it can be easy to feel like, oh, well, if I don't do it hundred percent, then, you know, it's not going to be worth it. Or it can also feel like I can't do it hundred percent, or maybe it's not that big of a priority for me. Uh, or sometimes it just feels like it's no fun, right? To be on like a really specific diet. So it's definitely a big part of it, like really making sure that you're at least kind of living, I would say 80% in alignment with what your body wants genetically. But honestly, that kind of varies from person to person too. So for some people, for example, they may not have as many nutritional sensitivities or concerns. They really may need more detox support, for example. Um, you know, some clients really need a lot of sleep support. And that's really kind of like a foundational thing that we focus on first. But it's a pretty well-rounded picture that I like to create. Um, it's, it's kind of like a one, two, three, four, and then you can always go deeper. So the more that you really lock in the foundational thing, so whether that be a nutritional element that needs to be adjusted or whether you really need to prioritize sleep first, it's one of those things where the tide rises. So if you start doing some of the things for your genes, um, you know, for some people, they really need to build a relationship with getting outside or like some very basic, basic things, some stress management. Um, 
you'll definitely start to feel that shift on many different systems of the body. So suddenly the digestion will improve, which improves therefore, you know, the, the sleep, the hormones, literally everything really does start to come into this beautiful rhythm when you start to plug in pieces of that puzzle that are just so streamlined. Oh, that is so cool. So I know earlier you mentioned biohacking and we're all about biohacking here in this. <laughs> yeah. I always like to ask other people in this field, like what is your definition of biohacking? Cause I feel everyone does it a little bit differently. And then how do you use that to streamline all of the biohacking efforts that you're doing? You know, I think to me, biohacking is really about understanding what results to expect from what actions in your body. Uh, and also, I guess also kind of having the understanding and responsibility that you're not just kind of waking up to accept whatever, however you feel, you know, and understanding that you do have so much choice and power over, you know, the energy that you have, um, the, the brain function that you have, you have so many different things that you can do holistically that will move the needle in whatever direction that you need. And so that to me is kind of like the pulse of biohacking and biohacking can mean a million different things. And that's where really like a lot of the clients that I see have been trying to do all of the things. I definitely work with a lot of individuals who have had, you know, chronic illness and things like that. And so their day starts with a, a laundry list of biohacking practices. So whether it's like a sauna or the rebounder or all of the different things that um, all, all the different gadgets that I personally love to um, <laughs> A lot of times, you know, it can feel really consuming sometimes, especially when you start to find the things that are actually producing results. It's exciting. And then also, you know, I've been at different phases of my life where I literally felt like I can't do anything because I have to do all of these things <laughs> in order to feel decent. And I think that's, that's my ideal client because you can streamline so much when you have all of the information in the genes. And a lot of times it's like a, a nutrient thing that needs to be tweaked or just getting the right elements of micronutrients and things like that. So supplementing is a big part of it. And that's definitely a lot of the low hanging fruit. Uh, but I think biohacking can be whatever feels respectful and, and maybe even joyful to the body in a perfect world. That's, that's my little, rainbow and clouds picture of like the ideal world of biohacking is like really doing nice things for yourself that produce a physiological result. Yeah. You know what? I agree <laughs> with you so much, especially when it comes to producing the result. And I feel like that's, what's different from like health habits is, you know, someone flips over a magazine, sees a workout and thinks they should be doing all of these things where I think where biohacking is so unique is it has a way of saying, no, this actually is working for you because of these results. And I know one of the whole you know, underlying themes of biohacking is that whole quantifiable self. And I see you've got an Oura ring on too. Um, so <laughs> for those of you guys that don't know what an Oura ring is, it basically tracks all of your metrics on your body, especially while you're recovering it at sleep. But even just looking at those metrics and seeing what you're doing during the day and how that's affecting how much REM sleep you get, deep sleep, what your heart rate variability is at night based on how close to bed you ate. So it, it goes into that whole idea of is what what you're doing worth your time as entrepreneurs. We're super busy. We don't have time to do the laundry list of things that aren't working. So 
you know, it's almost that entire layer deeper than just the quantifiable self tracking, but looking at your genetics, it's like, okay, well, here's a, here's your blueprint of what is going to work. So you don't have to do all the, okay, well, when I did this, my deep sleep went up and then my reps, okay, was it this or was it this? (laughs) I mean, if you're going to start there, that is a wonderful place to start because I think that's miles ahead of what most of us do, but what you does literally lays out the roadmap which is so neat to see. Um, So I guess where I want to go now is like the idea of all of us entrepreneurs, we're sitting at our desk all day, meaning for a lot of us, we're working in our homes. And I'm thinking like, what are the things that are in our house, in our environment, in the products we use? Are things around us during the day altering or changing our, our genetics or epigenetics? What's the right word to use in that? Is it genetics or epigenetics? Epigenetics. uh, And I think the answer is yes. I think it's also a layer deeper than that. I think it's also the emotional piece, you know, um, the the emotional piece is something that I absolutely love because of course, prior to doing any sort of clinical testing, I was working in the world of NLP and mindset coaching. And so really kind of marrying those two worlds together is like really on a nutshell, in a nutshell, stress management, but like truly, how are you taking care of your mind? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it's a big, it's a big deal. And it really does kind of change the output, if you will, of everything else. And so, and I think that's, you know, different for every person, what's appropriate for every person for sure. But I think also just knowing that when you're an entrepreneur, you're wearing so many different hats and quite often you, you share, you don't share any responsibilities. You're the sole um, responsibility wearer, I guess you could say. And so, uh, for me, you know, I've been self-employed for three years and there's been a huge learning curve about how to structure my day, my calendar, my physical office space, my emotional (laughs) well-being within the four walls, if that makes sense. Um, so yes, I think that there are some things, you know, you can talk EMFs if that's where you want to go, but also to me, I just think it's so much bigger than that. Um, it's really like the satisfaction of the work that you're doing. It's the pressure that you put on yourself and, you know, managing your own expectations and, and all that that entails that has a really big impact on the way that our bodies are functioning. Uh, if you're taking a lunch break, if you're hydrating yourself, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. I talk so much about that chronic stress and what it does in terms of inflammation and cortisol staying high and all of that stuff. It is so important. Um, but one thing we haven't actually brought up on the podcast yet is EMF. And that is something that I have wanted to bring up. Can you share a little bit about for everyone listening, what that is and how that might affect us as well as just some other maybe environmental things we're exposed to in our office or in our house that can affect our genetics and I guess the expression of those genetics. Yeah, absolutely. So EMFs are basically electromagnetic fields and it's any any device that we have, which is our entire world pretty much these days, uh, anything that has Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, anything that has a plug, I would say, um, and a lot of things that don't have a plug, uh, they're basically emitting energy from, from, you know, the actual surface itself and then the surrounding area. And, you know, our, our human bodies, they do exactly the same thing. So I always like to kind of use the analogy. If you've ever felt someone walk into the room, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, if you've ever been in a room or someone really powerful who kind of made you like, 
sit up a little bit taller, walked in, or if, if you've ever had the experience where someone just really kind of gnarly walked in and everyone was like, oh, stay away from that person. You know, you can feel other people's energies. Uh, there's also, you know, people who you're around who you really enjoy and maybe they don't, maybe you don't even know them. But if you've ever seen someone in a coffee shop who just kind of made you smile, that's that's energy and this is going a little woo, but it's a real thing, right? Uh, so first of all, I think it's important that you understand that we are energetic beings. We are receptive to energy fields from other people, absolutely from other devices and and from the environment that, that we do respond to a lot of different stimuli, even if they are not the obvious ones, such as like food, sleep, nutrition, or um, you know exercise and things like that. It's so much bigger and more subtle than that. Um, and so I think that those are all things to take into consideration, but it's also something where I think a lot of people have a tendency to feel overwhelmed when they are faced with the, those facts that, okay, you can talk about like 5G and all of the different studies that are going on right now about the impacts of 5G. And there's some really scary things in this world that we, you know, pretty much cannot avoid or, or very narrowly can avoid these days. Um, and I think it's really just important to understand what do you have uh, an impact on? You know, so that's where I think it goes back to really being aware of your own energy. How are you feeling day in, day out, that kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, if you're sitting at a computer all day and feeling really crappy at the end of the day, then maybe that's a sign that you might need a little space from some of the EMFs. And, you know, honestly, I think some people are more sensitive to others around certain devices. Uh, and that's, again, we can see some of these things. We don't actually have specific genes yet. They're probably coming somewhere down the road, but we don't actually have specific genes to look at for EMF sensitivity, but we do look at things like envirotoxins and pollution sensitivity. And so certain individuals are going to feel more heavily impacted by certain stimuli or certain toxins, if you will, than others. Um, and so that's where I think, again, it's, it's helpful to know what, what is more impactful to you. I guess, or where you're more sensitive um, and where you might need a little bit more support. So we're all so different, you know, and we're all just little energy beings walking around. And so, you know, the other thing I would say that has an impact on your, your overall well-being, besides the, the things that we're exposed to in the present, it's the things that we're exposed to in our past, so that's a whole other bag of worms that we could open. Um, but you know, you're you're kind of in the human body, you're having an experience right here today that's a culmination of everything that you ever put into your body, every thought that's been running through your mind, everything that's in your home, you know, and, and even the emotions that are there. And you're also kind of a result of a lifetime worth of experiences. And so that's a big part of epigenetics as well. Uh, there's a lot of really fascinating information about twins, like identical twins who act, obviously have the same uh, are very, very closely similarly, similarly patterned um, genes, but may have, you know, very opposing journeys and wellness. And these are you know, obviously showing some very tangible impacts of epigenetics, I guess you could say. So that's going to be things like their emotions, um, their life experiences, whether that be a physical condition or 
you know, some other type of event that may have happened in the life. Um, you can also look at people who their bodies radically change through either like a medical situation. So for me, after having surgeries, my body started changing really, really rapidly. Um, and then, you know, for some people, for some women, that's giving childbirth, lots of different things. And it's always kind of a constant uh, moving target, I guess you could say. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. So, so the idea that you said about the, the twins, I think that goes back to that idea of nature versus nurture. So if your brain is going like, okay, genetics, epigenetics, all of this stuff here, I guess the, the best way to think about it is if you had two identical twins with very similar genetics separated at birth, all of the environmental influences, whether that be from you, like you said, the emotions from the different sets of parents potentially, or the food they ate or the exercise they had all go into their health. And I can imagine that there are probably twin studies done where the, the outcome is very different health, just based on all of the inputs over their life. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really cool illustration of just how powerful the field of epigenetics really is. I mean, that's, I think that's a pretty good analogy or pretty good um, way to paint the picture. <laughs> how, how long would you say, so say someone, you know, gets their genetics tested and they're like, oh my gosh, I've got work to do. How long does it take of, you know, changing your sleep or your movement or your nutrition? Does it take to have an impact and start either suppressing some of the genes you didn't want to be expressed or vice versa? Like how long does that take? Honestly, like hand to the sky, sometimes it's days. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, not always, but sometimes it's days. Quite often, it's a lot shorter than you would think. Uh, usually within 30 days, if you're if you're really committed. And of course, I mean, depending on where your starting point is and, and what exactly the parameters are for you, but definitely within 30 days, most people are feeling some pretty remarkable shifts. And then I would say 90 days, they're going to be really starting to feel some of those deeper shifts. So when the hormones really start to regulate or, you know, whatever the situation is. But for me, personally, it was days. Um, so I'll tell you a little story about this. I had actually been going through a really terrible time with digestion. I was having some really just crazy like food allergies, things that just did not make sense. My body was freaking out. I was having a lot of autoimmune symptoms. Um, I, and literally no doctor in Los Angeles could figure out what the heck was going on with me. I had taken probably every functional medicine test on the market. I was spending tons of time and money and energy just trying to find answers. Uh, and I really kind of hit a wall um, after probably... I would say about five really rough years in my health. That's when I actually, I was my own first client, I should say. We all usually are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's one of those things where honestly, like as I started to um, really study the the genes and, and expression of genes and, and really get into some of what I do, there were definitely some red flags even before I got my own test results back. Uh, and the day that I actually got my test results back, I was really like full face crying because all of the answers that I had been looking for for the past five years were right there in one little swab of the cheek. Um, so it, it's a it's been a very emotional journey for me, and and that's not that's not a fluke story. Unfortunately, I deal with a lot of clients who have just almost kind of given up or just kind of started to, you know, resolve to a life that's not that great and and health that's not that great. Um, so for me, basically. 
one of the things that I had genetically that was a huge red flag, um, and it's actually probably like 80% of clients have some variation or scale of this situation. Um, there's an amino acid, and this is the wildest thing. I, it's, it's crazy. Uh, there's one amino acid that my body doesn't convert very well. And it's a neurotransmitter. It's like really one of the most abundant neurotransmitters. Um, and it's really highly concentrated in gluten. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not celiac. Um, but I knew for years, like I had been gluten-free stringently gluten-free for like seven or eight years prior back when it was not fun nor easy to be gluten-free. Um, and I just, I didn't know how that could be an issue because I knew that I was doing it perfectly right. Well, basically all of the gut healing, uh, uh, not all that's okay. Not all, but like 99% of the really popular gut healing supplements, guess what? They're very, 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 very high in this amino acid that my body cannot convert. So literally like the, the functional medicine doctor that I had just seen like a $500 consultation for him to put me on like a mega high dose of this one specific amino acid is low key poisoning me. So as soon as I saw my results, I was able to cut that out uh, and really tweak a couple of things on my intake that I just, I mean, unless you know about genes, like you're not going to know these things. Um, so I literally started to feel better within about three to four days, life-changing, <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> literally life-changing. Uh, and especially when it comes to the world of gut health, you know, these are complex situations quite often. And if you can really get to the root of them, it streamlines it and it makes it so, you know, your, your body can heal really fast if you know what to do. And so that's definitely something where I've seen that a similar, you know, situation or healing path or timeline many, many, many times over. And of course, there's also some people who don't, you know, necessarily have the same set of parameters who might take a little bit longer to see the needle move in whatever direction. Of course, that's, you know, not to ever like overpromise and under deliver, but it is true that some people, depending on the situation can feel really rapid results. Um, if it's something like a sensitivity. So well, I can imagine too, that really it depends on what they're dealing with and what they have to change and the bigger, the scale of it too. Right. So you mentioned yeah. a little bit about neurotransmitters. So how does all that play into like our focus and energy and brain power and epigenetics? Oh my gosh, it's a pretty big, huge part of the picture. And I love talking neurotransmitters. I just actually, um, at the first of the year, completed an advanced training on neurotransmitters. So I'm kind of a big neurotransmitter nerd. So if you don't know, if you're not familiar with what a neurotransmitter is, basically these are our communication um, signals. Okay, so neurotransmitters are how your brain communicates with brain cells and body cells. It's kind of like your entire it's your messaging system, if that makes sense. Um, so essentially everything to do with your mood, everything to do with your uh, really like motivation, um, all of these different factors that we just a lot of times write off as being personality. So whether they be on the high end of the spectrum or the low end of the spectrum, sometimes we just kind of assume like, oh, that's just not how I am. They're usually... <laughs> They're usually a result of a chemical balance or imbalance, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, 
so it's pretty fascinating. Basically, there's a panel that I can run. It's not in my, my main panel, but it's an advanced panel that I can run that goes over about 25, I believe, neurotransmitters. And so looking at, well, I'll use the example of the one I was just mentioning, the, the glutamate is a neurotransmitter that's the most abundant. It's an excitatory neurotransmitter. So basically, if you have issues with converting glutamate, like I do, or transporting glutamate, it means that your body is carrying a ton of this excitatory chemical, which, I mean, you can read between the lines there, is going to look like 10 shades of anxiety. Um, it's going to look like disrupted sleep. It's going to look like carrying low grades of inflammation that can show up really wherever. Like for me, it was really showing up in the gut. Um, for some people, it's really more of a neurological impact. Uh, for some people, it's both, you know. Um, then we look at things like histamines that, I mean, gosh, histamines could be like its own episode, I would say, um, when it comes to brain function and even like physical symptoms such as like allergens. Um, so when we think of histamine, traditionally, we might think of like sneezing and itchy eyes and things like that, but it can also affect your digestion hugely, really has a major impact on um, cognition and, and so many different things. So neurotransmitters are kind of where it's at. Um, I actually was so inspired <laughs> when I first got into the course that I was like, I think I only want to read neurotransmitters and just focus on that. And who knows, maybe that's my next phase. But then I decided very quickly, I was like, nobody knows what neurotransmitters are. So maybe let's pump the brakes until, until we talk about it a little bit more. But it's truly fascinating. Honestly, for anyone who's wanting to optimize brain performance, it's a must. It's an absolute must. It's a game changer. Yeah. I, you know, what's so interesting uh, for those of you guys listening on the podcast, episode 31 was with Erin Kenny and she's a nutritionist and everything she talked about was like, no nope, neurotransmitters and it's in the gut and all of how important that was. And that came up as a really big topic then too. So this is something to take note of. This is obviously on the radars of the professionals in the health community right now. So yeah. it might be something to tune into when you see that word neurotransmitters and examples that you've heard of things like serotonin. Like totally. Like those are really big ones that we've heard of. And that might be ringing a bell, but knowing how they're playing into everything from like reward seeking behavior to clarity, to our mood, to everything. And just how much this is all coming together as something that we might need to be paying a little more attention to. So if you were to leave my audience today with one action that they could do today, what would you say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like putting you on the spot. Loaded question, but I would say if I had to pick one thing to leave you with, question everything. Question everything. Question what you think you should be doing and how you think you should be eating and exercising and the supplements that you think you're taking and like who sold it to you because they probably have an agenda and like, is it right for you? And that's not to say, you know, not to instill fear ever, but for me, it's been very liberating to start to question a lot of the things that I thought were right that were not serving for my body. And a lot of times, you know, when I'm doing Doing readings, it's so often that I actually hear someone say, I knew it. I knew that I felt better when I ate more protein or less fats or vice versa or whatever the thing is. So often people will say, I knew it because that's how I used to eat back when I was, you know, in college or whatever the situation is. And I felt incredible when I did things that way. But then I started to listen to some person who I, you know, some person that I respected in some fashion, and they do things differently. So I started to do things their way. 
So if I had to leave you with one thing, it's question everything because you would not believe some of the things that are so mainstream and trendy that just simply are either a waste of time or sometimes a setback for certain people. Uh, cough, cough, counting calories. Oh my gosh. Counting calories. Counting yeah. calories. My <laughs> goodness. Yeah. That the question, you know what, if I didn't start questioning everything a while ago, I'd probably still be eating rice cakes for a meal and eating only egg whites <laughs> back, back in the days when I used to do all the competing in the bodybuilding competition. And that was just like the thing to do, not knowing that I was like tanking my metabolism by under eating for a long time. St- oh my gosh. I could get into that at a whole episode, but so yeah, I love that question. <laughs> question everything, even, even everything I say, because not, you know what I mean? Everything that we hear has to be applicable to us. And a lot of the times when you're, you know, you're hearing things, people always have their best interests and their their best intentions. Rather, it's something that has worked for them and probably a lot of our clients, but just because we're trying it, it might work and it might not. So even if you're testing something that you're like, I really like that. I understand it. It's logical always looking at, is it giving me the results I wanted? And am I feeling better because of it? Because there's no point, like we said, in wasting our time on a bunch of health habits that aren't going to produce results. Now I know you have a free webinar called decoding wellness. And you guys have to hear the tagline for this because I looked at it. (laughs) Too cute. So the webinar that Lindsay holds is called decoding wellness. I had 99 problems, but epigenetics solved like 98 of them. It was so good. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. I will leave a link in the description, but tell us a little bit about that. If people are like, I love Lindsay. I love what we're talking about. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I, I felt like I had to put together some sort of webinar because honestly, epigenetics is a massive field and it's something where everyone's going to benefit in different ways. And we all have different starting points, different priorities and, and definitely different genes. And so it's really helpful, I think, to get a a little behind the scenes peek at what is this going to do for me? And what is the experience actually going to be like? Um, It's an incredibly dense amount of information. So I think even just getting like a little glimpse of it, I can actually show you like the insides of a report, um, just to give you a little bit of a scope of the range of what kind of value is in this testing. It's something like I said, I, I know I'm biased, but I think it's something that every human being on the planet should have access to. And I think at some point in the future, I, I hope that we will to some degree. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a really great place to start if you're very curious about the world of epigenetics. That's called decoding wellness. And you can check the description for a link. If you want to check that out. Last question, where can my audience find you? If they want to keep in touch and follow everything you talk about, where do you hang out? (laughs) I am on the gram, you know, I'm not as probably productive on social media as I would like to be, but I am there. I'm always answering DMs. So if you guys have any specific questions about what this might look like for you or, or anything at all, you can always send me a message there. So I'm at Lindsay Lecrage and it's a little bit of a mouthful, but I'm sure we'll put the link for you. So it's super easy to grab. (laughs) So Lindsay Lecrage on Instagram. And then my, my brand is really called embodiment. So I also have the embodiment Academy where I teach things like meditation and EFT tapping and all sorts of fun modalities that really do help to give you some moving meditative options. Um, So that's super fun. And then my website's embodimentonline.com. Love it. Well, this has been such a eye-opening discussion about something we probably don't know enough about, but like you said, hopefully as you know, time passes, this starts taking a bit more of center stage in health and wellness. So thank you so much for taking some time to share with everyone today, all about genetics, epigenetics, everything we need to know. We've loved having you on.
thanks so much for having me. This is a blast. Ready to begin each day feeling energized and focused? I'd love to work with you one-on-one. In my Becoming Limitless program, you're going to learn how to optimize your brain and body with science and biohacking so you can be highly productive and grow your business faster. Join me over at tanessashears.com slash work with me. I'll see you there.